Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. As parents, we know that at some point or another, we're going to have to bail our children out of some kind of trouble. For most, it's something simple like a speeding ticket or a much-needed loan after poor spending. But for some, like the Millers, their bailouts were for things like drugs, $7,000 worth of problems, and caring for their daughter when a car accident left her disabled and back home. But they did it because they love her. And on July 21st, 2006, Diana Miller would bail her daughter out one last time, and this time, it would cost her her life. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Sheila Miller had a long history of needing a bailout. She had issues with drugs and alcohol, a fact that got her arrested in 1989 and in 2006 had been in a car accident that left her with a damaged knee, pelvis, and toe. It also left her needing to move back home with her parents, who went out of their way, renting beds, 
wheelchairs, and other equipment to make sure she was comfortable for recovery. On July 21, 2006, Sheila received a call from her former drug dealer, Ronaldo Devon McGirth, a man who she had not been in contact with for over two years. He said that he heard about her accident and wanted to bring her a gift. So she gave the address to her parents' home in the Villages, Florida. What she didn't know was that Ronaldo and two accomplices, Theodore Houston and Gerard Marquis Roberts, had plans for the Miller family. When Sheila wheeled herself into her room to smoke a cigarette, Ronaldo and Theodore followed close behind, grabbed the girl, and tied her hands, head, and mouth with duct tape. Sheila watched in horror as Ronaldo shot her mother, Diana Miller, in the chest, and the woman began coughing up blood. Despite her obvious injuries, Diana bravely insisted that she was going to be okay, hoping to soothe both her daughter and her husband, James. The men then took Sheila, loaded her into the family's van, and returned to shoot both Diana and James in the back of the head. James was able to survive and crawl out the window to get help, but Diana died later in the hospital. While the Millers fought for their lives, the men drove to Ocala, Florida, and forced Sheila into a mall to make her withdraw cash from the ATMs using bank cards they had stolen from her home. They told her that if she did not comply with their demands, she too would be murdered. What they didn't know was that James had survived his attack and told police that their daughter and car had been stolen in the process of the attack. So police knew exactly what they were looking for and caught up to the suspects at a store just north of Ocala. A high-speed chase ensued and only ended when police used stop sticks, blew out the tires of the van, and it was sent spinning into the air. One of the men was crushed by the vehicle, while the other two tried to flee, but in the end, all three were arrested and Sheila safely returned home. When all was said and done, the criminals left with only $259. The youngest of the robbers, 17-year-old Theodore Houston, was offered a plea agreement if he agreed to testify against his accomplices in exchange for a light sentence of 25 to 40 years. Gerard Roberts was given life imprisonment, while Ronaldo McGirth would be put to death for the crime. He was just 20 years old when he was sentenced, becoming the youngest man in Florida on death row at the time. Eventually, in 2017, his death sentence was overturned due to the jury's failure to reach a unanimous decision during sentencing, and he is currently awaiting a new trial. The Miller family was never the same. James Miller never forgave his daughter for bringing those men into their lives. He has not spoken to her since the trial and refuses to disclose where her mother is buried. In fact, he even served her a court order that forbids her from contacting him. Sheila bounced from home to home and shelter to shelter since her mother's death and remains constantly haunted by her mother's last selfless act, the one that cost her her life. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. 
My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.